Well, as promised, Geek in the City Radio is kicking off their July film commentary season. Uh, so yeah, all through the month of July, while we're not doing live shows, we did pre-record some film commentaries for you all to enjoy. Uh, we had a lot of fun recording them. We think you're going to have a lot of fun listening to them. Since, for obvious reasons, there's not going to be any commercial breaks, I uh, yeah, want to take this time to thank our sponsors, Guardian Games. Find them at 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland. You know, so for when you're not listening to us and you're playing your newest favorite game, get it at Guardian Games. And of course, also by Rev Nat of Reverend Nat's Hard Cider. He continues to fuel the show for better or worse, I like to think, for the better. But yeah, Rev Nats is the uh, the official cider of Geek in the City Radio and the July commentaries, which we're starting right now. What's this? No, it's a, uh, hey, welcome to the second commentary. No, when I hit the, so when you go live on Melon, you have to type in what you're doing because it'll post to all the socials saying, hey, Geek in the City is now live on Melon and it gives a quick little blurb of what we're talking about. But we're not going live with these. We're not streaming them. We're just recording. recording them. Yeah. But it still requires me to type that in. So I literally typed, damn it, Melon, you don't need this. You have to like, <laughs> like actually type words? You have to type something. Yeah. I probably just could have been like gobbledygook and it would have gone. Interesting. Anyway, that's all. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Welcome to our next uh, July commentary, which... This week, this one is a romantic comedy. Don't add us. Do not. And add we me. had. That's right. It's a rom com. It is a rom com. We had it suggested to us, and that would be the 1999 film, The Mummy, which is technically a rom com. The 1999 modern classic. Thank you. That's very right. Much. Yeah, yes. Very much modern classic. And again, still a rom com. Because the two characters don't like each other in the beginning and then do at the end. So therefore it fulfills. And there are shenanigans in the middle that just happen to involve immortal mummies. There's a comedic sidekick. Yep. There is um, noticeable be- tension between the two characters from the get-go. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Yeah. High risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. Um One's very bookish, the the other is not. Yeah. Opposites the, attract. That's right. That follows the, that follows the Nora Ephron yep. uh, rom-com rule. Um, and there's the funny best friend. Yeah. The mm-hmm. comic relief. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which, to back up a moment on that, and we'll we'll get into that in the, the commentary, I'm sure. In In modern viewings, we now understand it's like, Oh, he's funny because he uses humor to mask the fact that he has PTSD from being a World War One veteran. Yeah, I like how they met. Well, we should get into it when we just start the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes him an even better character. It's... Yeah. <clears throat> so, for everyone who is watching the film while we do this, we have all booted up our version of the Mummy to basically right when the Universal logo, the sun's coming over the Earth. So that's where we're going to be at. I don't know why I'm making this gesture because you guys can't see us. Theater of the mind. Denise is creating the sunrise over the planet Terra. (laughs) No, we can't get the HBO logo. Yeah. Uh, Three, two, one, play. Oh, boy. The 
glittering I, earth. I loved this movie. Everybody loves this movie, right? Like we're not we're not barking up a weird tree right now. I would think so. There are are those that love the 1999 edition of the mummy and there are those that have still never seen it yeah our our friend edelin hadn't seen it until like six months ago wow that seems like a movie that would be right up her alley uh yeah i I do believe she later says like okay i get it she kind of live tweeted it too it was funny oh i missed that Mm -hmm. or maybe she just did a stream of thoughts on facebook i don't remember that's close to the same thing. Yeah. So, did either of you go through an Egypt phase when you were younger? Yep. <laughs> Cable? I mean, yes. But? It overlaps with my D&D phase. Okay. I wonder, huh. if, I wonder if girls go through that phase harder than boys. Because almost every woman I know had the hardcore Egypt phase for a couple years. Mm. Um, why do you think that is, though? That implies it's over, too. Well, <laughs> yes, I know. Look, it's uh, it's Marta from Arrested Development. Oh, my God. Is it really? Yeah. It's, uh, I don't remember if it's first or second Marta, because they switched the actresses who played Marta. Right. Yeah, let me get a let me her. get a good look at her in her on the IMDb's here. Yeah. Don't touch her. God, that has Oops. a fuck ton of body paint. You know, I'm kind of amazed I don't own the soundtrack to this movie. I am too. Yep. Yeah. I'm- has there has there not been a vinyl edition of it? Is that why I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up while we while we do that on this episode of Aaron spends money. Uh, <laughs> no, Aaron needs to make money first. Oh, that's called out. Yeah. Hey, check out our PayPal link. Yeah. Well, what is that? No, I don't want the crappy fucking. Oh, I don't know what the hell that is. No. It hasn't been. There has not been a vinyl pressing of this soundtrack. Uh, not that I can see. Well, hmm. I'm waiting for Mondo to get on that one. That <laughs> seems... Did you look you... up and see which uh, Marta she was? Uh, no, no, I wanted to keep watching what, oh, uh, what was happening in the movie. You, uh... she's, she doesn't show up in the top cast, weirdly. Well... You don't see her again until the end of the movie, so. No, I was being sarcastic. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> you um, you did see the news the other day, didn't you? About Mondo. Yeah. Okay. I'm not as upset as some people are. I'm not upset about it. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, they wanted to grow, and they and they. Like physically and financially, and they lack the space and capital. Mm-hmm. Funko Funko gives that. Now, hopefully, Funko then just leaves them alone. But anyway, that's for another show. 
Oh boy. Yeah. I hadn't heard anything about this. Okay. Yep. So Patricia Velasquez, uh, what her Arrested <laughs> Development credits are from 2003 to 2004. So that <laughs> implies she's the first Marta. That's it. I think you're right. Yeah. Patricia yeah, Velasquez. When you, yes. Yeah. Cause when yeah. you look at the, when you go to the Arrested Development page, it's 2003 to 2019. So. Right. Uh, here we have the first of the many amazing props in this movie. That Book of the Dead is oh, just so... The, the, the goo in the... No, no. no. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not the very, very early CG work that is, I think, the only bit that doesn't fully this stand part- the test of time. This part's not, not bad. the worst I've seen. Yeah, it's not the worst. <laughs> also, I love movies that start with like, you know, a ten-minute narration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a thing. It's fun. Got to have everyone's motivation on on the. Board. Yeah, awesome. Totally. I mean, you can make a long, you know, like, prefacing narration and still make it compelling. I think that this one does a pretty good job. There's oh, a yeah, lot going on. There's a lot to see while you're hearing the story. And it's very much an homage to the Universal ones. Um, a lot of them, like Universal Monsters, kind of used to open this way. Not all of them, but there was always a moment that you would get the learned person telling you what you're about to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so bad. This is also stressful. Like, you can't move your arms. I mean, normally you're, normally you're dead, so it's not that big of a deal. It's not all that stressful. <laughs> I just mean like watching this stresses me out because I get uh, I get a little bit freaked out if I uh, suddenly feel too confined. Oh, well, yeah. Fair. Are you not a big weighted blanket friend fan then? I haven't tried a weighted blanket. They're that's, amazing. I I feel like that would be different because it's it's a weight in a comforting way. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about like, let's say for whatever reason I need to like squeeze into a small space, like between right. two narrowly spaced walls or you Okay, know, that makes sense. Through some sort of a crawl I, space <laughs> and there's nowhere for your arms to go. Once you're in there, you just have to stay all scrunched up. Two ferns. Yeah, I do want to point out this actually seems like a very poor way to punish someone who has dishonored the gods and your pharaoh. Like, okay, mummify him alive, I get that. But the whole thing, like, but also if he ever gets out, he's totally going to destroy the world because it also imbues him with all this fucking power. Yeah. Did they know it was going to give him all this power? Yeah, they, they knew. They like probably the just figured, says, we're not going to be around for that. What do we care? That's true. That is the way humans like to do things. Yeah. This is true. I've met humans. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, None of this was filmed in Egypt. (laughs) Due to political turmoil at the time. Yeah, I would have filmed in 97, 98. So I'm wondering, I don't remember what was going on in Egypt then. There was shit happening over there at that time. Oh, yeah. I'm not just I'm I trying to remember what I don't it was. I remember been. what, but I don't remember there ever being 
a calm moment. Um, I feel like there was a time in the 2010s. Yes, uh, yeah. that would have been like 2008 <laughs> or so. Um, there was the... Um, beginning of Arab Spring, they called it? Yes, the beginning of the Arab Spring. I was supposed to go to Egypt for a training mission, uh, which would have been incredible. But yeah, yeah, they had to cancel it at the last minute. because Yeah, the the Arab Spring that the West totally could have helped and fucked it all up and allowed fundamentalism to reign again. And I'm not passing to Spurgeon on one particular region or another. They all have their fundamentalist versions of assholes. Mm -hmm. We're living in one right now. Yes, we are. Yeah. Um, Eve just always in that weird spot where it does have to deal with like Middle Eastern political issues, but also makes a lot of money off tourism. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> so I saw a photo recently that, like the the original poster of the photo was like I didn't realize how close. Oh like yeah, my my pick. I always imagined the Great Pyramids of Giza, way out in the desert, and you have to go on buses. They're right next to the fucking city. They're right next to Cairo. If you just yeah. change the angle of your camera, you're yeah. shooting Cairo. Yeah. Oh yep. wow. Yeah. yeah, it's right there. Did not know that. Fuck yeah. Uh, so if you look up Egypt events in 1997, there was something in November of that year called the Luxor massacre. It was a, oh, mass, oh. a mass shooting, murder-suicide, uh, and it was uh, connected to Islamic yeah. terrorism. Double well, that's about when they would have been local. Oh, man. God. I just love that two-fisted. Was, was this the first appearance in modern action movies of the the hero just keeps pulling guns out of everywhere? <laughs> uh I don't... It might have been. I mean, I know John Wayne never ran out of bullets, but this might have been the first time where the main character just, yeah. Like, he just keeps pulling guns out. Yeah, he does. <laughs> ow! Ooh, ow! Man, he's fucking great. Brendan Fraser is fucking great. He's so good. He's just we... fucking great in this. Mm-hmm. He's great in everything. I know we got to make sure this commentary is nothing but us saying like Brendan Fraser's awesome, Rachel <laughs> Weiss is awesome, Odin Fair is awesome. All of these statements are true. They are all true. None of them yes. can be refuted. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think anyone needed us to do a commentary for no. them to find that out. So uh... I do like that part. Like he doesn't face it like your typical pulp hero of like I'll face my death eyes open. He's like, oh shit. It, no. It's the oh, this is gonna hurt. I didn't, yeah. I didn't want this. I didn't want this. Where did they go? Also, how ridiculous are like Western or European uniforms when you're fighting in the sands of Egypt? Because that shit is wool, by the way. Yep. It's all wool. I know. I don't know how anyone accomplished. How did you, how colonize with, with wool in, in deserts and the tropics and the jungle? That's true. How can colonize with wool? <laughs> <laughs> and and like the, no the first... sun protection. No. Ah, oh, yeah. I think this so, is the, uh, the the first time that a modern movie 
references the French Foreign Legion. Like that was a, a mainstay back in the uh, 30s and 40s for movies. Oh yeah, a modern movie probably. Yeah, but like It's weird to realize that still exists. Yeah. Um, what do they do? See, look, there there are the pyramids. There's Cairo. They're right yep, there. They're right there. No. Um if I had been so, paying attention to the background of this movie, <laughs> when I watched it in 1999, I would have known that. You would not have been caught unawares. I would have. Uh, no, I wouldn't have. I was, unlike uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that was just a CGI Cairo. They didn't do what Spielberg did. Right. Spend a bunch of money just to go get an aerial shot of Cairo? And literally, well, they shot in Cairo. Mm. Uh, but all the rooftop scenes, there wouldn't have been aerials in that era. So Spielberg paid everyone within this range of the shot to remove their TV antennas for the shot. So, huh. uh, I told Bean this before you signed on, Cable. We just saw the scene. We just saw the first appearance of uh, Ardeth <laughs> Bay, the Magi. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they were all supposed to have their faces completely covered in tattoos. And the director, uh, Sonnefeld, said... We can't do that. Oded Fair is too good looking to cover his face. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. Yeah, he still is. I never thought about like what a what a what a Lucille Ball type of situation this is. Yeah, this one take. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine the reset on that if you screwed it up. You said Sonnenfeld, but I think that was because we were talking about Men in Black earlier, and you mean Summers. you're right. Summers, you're correct. I'm sorry. Very okay. Summers. Aaron, why like, do you have a thing like for librarians? <laughs> Aaron, why do you have a thing for librarians? Oh, I don't know. Reasons. <laughs> you were pretty grown by the time this came out. That's true. I think I already had a thing for librarians. It didn't it didn't help slash hurt no, the situation, right. but that'd have been what, twenty eight when this came out? I, uh, no, that's not right. Sure. Yes, ninety nine. Uh, wait, how old was I? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, math. I was twenty three. So yeah, I was twenty eight. I was fifteen. All right. Okay. <laughs> that never gets old. Nope. <clears throat> but all this to say, if Rachel Weiss and Brendan Fraser and Odin Fair ruined anyone, it was me. They ruined a lot of people. They, I mean, <laughs> regardless was of it, age. Was it ruin or was it just the ultimate awakening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing. Right. What's the name of Odin Fair's Admiral in Discovery? I've forgotten it. Uh, He's just Admiral Odin Fair, as far as I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, Fleet Admiral Odin Fair. It's the CNC. That C- He's the commander in chief, CNC. Yep. Uh, he is Charles Vance. Vance. Admiral That's such Vance. a white name. Uh, yes. Sure. I believe he is Israeli, the actor. Mm-hmm. That sounds uh, right. Still a crime against pop culture that he has never played Ra's al Ghul. I will forever be angry about that. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think it'd be great. I don't care enough about Ra's al Ghul to um, to be right. upset by this. I, 
I was pleasantly, um, or I was pleased with uh, Alexander Siddig's take on that's true. Rachel that Bull did help. In yeah, Gotham. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. <clears throat> you've got you've got to ruin that mummy. Bean, do you not know what the British used to do with mummies? I can only imagine. So if it was so bad, don't don't fuck with the mummy. If know. it wasn't a famous known mummy, like a known pharaoh or someone like in the history books, the British would sell off body parts because they believed if you ground it into dust and drank it in tea, it gave you like virile abilities. So they were like the British were drinking mummy tea for like decades. That's so dumb. Yes, yes, it is. It's just dead bodies. It's just dead humans. Yeah. No, nope. you're yep. right. And some really nice cotton. Yeah. But yeah, here's the uh, some nice oils. He's the older brother, right? I think yes, he is older. Yeah. Yeah, this is the character we thought was just the stereotypical, like goofy sidekick brother until someone pointed out like they're like hey he's you find out later i mean a he drinks a lot Mm -hmm. he tries to brush everything off as a joke but the first time you see him fight he knows how to use every gun he's Mm -hmm. also very good at it and he's clearly having nightmares when he's sleeping they're Mm -hmm. like think of his age and the timeline he's a fucking world war one vet which means he saw some shit (laughs) in addition to the fact that it's like, oh, it's played that he's he's comic relief. He's he's just he doesn't know anything. It's like, no, he he translates all the same things that Evie translates. Yep. He can read at her level. He's not as good as she is. Yeah. She is the expert, but he's the next best thing, literally. Yeah. Um He's great. I always like this actor, the one who plays the curator. He's mm-hmm. one of those guys that like, and like I feel I have to look up his name, but it's always like, oh yeah, that guy. He's always entertaining. Yeah, I I know he appeared on Stargate, um, Stargate the movie. I do like this shot that you're meant to think it's an accident because you're watching Evie and her brother talk. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on him, he's clearly doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's a Magi, too. Spoilers. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Never turned. This is probably the one problematic character in the whole film. Because he's kind of the the bad stereotype of like the quote Arab trader, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I also feel like I've seen this actor play this same part in other movies, though. It's uh, agree. Very possible you have. <laughs> I love part. Apparently, he had a very good time. <laughs> Let's see. I'm looking it up to see what else he's played. Uh... How long has he been in prison? 
Not that long. His hair's all long. Six months, probably. Yeah. Oh, he stays pretty busy. Yeah, he stays pretty. He, yeah, he does a lot of comedies. Uh, he is apparently also a stand-up comic. So, hmm. yeah. I, I I may have seen that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he did that movie right after this one called The Infidel. Like, I think he also co-wrote it, like this weird comedy. <clears throat> He's almost yeah. got George of the Jungle hair there. Uh, which is the movie that got him this role? Is it really? George uh-huh. of the Jungle got him this? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, Summers like commented that you know he was in good shape, but that he gave off the really good uh, swashbuckling Errol Flynn vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also didn't take himself too seriously because Summer's idea was if the lead takes himself too seriously, the audience won't enjoy the journey with him. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Brendan Fraser has ever taken himself too seriously or particularly seriously. Oh. I don't think on screen, no. Except for uh, a couple yeah, except dramatic for, uh, movies. Yeah, Gods and Gods Monsters. And monsters. Yeah. Oh, that movie's so good. I don't think I've ever seen that. I I haven't either. It's wonderful. But I'm aware of it, and I don't think... It feels like it was a bit rough. Given the substance, the subject matter of the movie, wasn't it a little prophetic for what happened to him in Hollywood? Uh, kinda. He's more willing in the... Well, more, I should say. He is willing to an extent... In the movie, okay. he kind of understands what James Whale wants him for. Mm. Anyway, yeah, it's a great movie. Bean, you should check it out. Okay, with yeah, it's a very serious watch, though. Oh god, <clears throat> he apparently did almost die here. Oh jeez, yeah, he did. That almost gone poorly for the rest of the movie. He did almost die. Uh, During this hanging scene, yeah, Rachel Vice went on record. She remembers saying like, "Hey." He's not breathing, and they had to resuscitate him. You, you Son normally... of a big. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, thirty percent. You normally don't do hanging scenes, even wide shots with the character with the actor just hanging, because of the risk of. It yeah, you yeah. can set up. You can set up ways that it looks like they're hanging, even on wide shots. Right. There's a there's like a harness situation that goes around the torso, yeah. uh, and then that's connected to the rope that mm-hmm. appears to be cinched around. But I could, neck. I could totally see Fraser like being like, "No, I don't need that," because he was desperate to get out of Polly Shore movies. <laughs> you know, can't blame can't blame him. Oh, here comes um, the howdy. Oh, she's right. Oh, it's like, <laughs> oh, you you clean up. <laughs> Hello. Okay. <laughs> that that had all of the same energy of Peggy Carter touching um, 
Captain America's chest when he first comes out of the chamber. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. oh. Very British. Very British. And I like the word flim flam. It's not used enough anymore. I almost said Chris Evans. What is the character's name? Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. (laughs) You know, Captain America, Chris Evans. Yeah, right. America's ass. You know, Iron Man. (laughs) RDJ. Right. Yeah, Yeah, the brother knows too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always forget she's married to James Bond. Which which Rachel Vice? Rachel Vice. They've been married for a while. Which James Bond? Daniel Um, Craig. Yeah. Oh. That's a good looking couple. Yeah, right. And that was after she finally got out of her marriage with uh, Darren Aronofsky. I forgot they were married for a little while. Yep. (laughs) So my friend Becca and I, or our friend, have talked about when we both turn 50, we're going to take a paddle wheel boat, like cruise on the Nile. Because... Because her husband refuses to go with her because he thinks it's going to be dangerous. Which, mm. you know, it could be. If it is, we won't go. <laughs> uh, she had mm. talked about going to Turkey, I think it was. Mm. Um, and I was like, you know what? That does sound awesome. But the problem is she gets a little hyphy when she drinks. And yeah. I, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be in a country where women aren't supposed to be loud <laughs> and rowdy and challenge men uh, that's fair with with you if that I, I think that's like asking for trouble <clears throat> yeah that's fair no i'd still do it i'd totally still do it oh yeah ever since i saw this movie i have wanted a rolled out bag of weapons just so i can do the role i think you could make it look at that that's that's pretty fucking cool. I like the, the manly bag. way he like shoves it open too. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, take a look at that. Look at this. And see, Cable, we actually see him loading up so that he, we can tell when he pulls guns from every part of his outfit. Right. Yeah. But again, that's... I feel like that conceit was missed in the 80s. It just, they always had a gun and it never ran out. Right. And he is a walking arsenal. Right. I really do think this movie did a lot of things that had not been done or had not been done in a while in cinema. And that, like, it was trying to harken back to when the original mummy came out in the 30s. Yeah. Um, I like also, you see it more as the movie progresses. Um, he never once, like, I mean, he doesn't talk down to her. He's an idiot like that. Mm-hmm. But he never once says, like, you know, lady, what you're doing is dumb. This doesn't exist. You're, you know, get out of your books. You know, eventually we even see we're like, hey, guys, how about we let the actual Egyptology expert talk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we, I shoot, she, she think they are they're very much uh he's a uh what you see is what you get with him 
Yeah. And he treats everyone else that same way. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm an expert at this. All right, cool. I'm going to go shoot these things. You go be an expert at that thing. Right. Let me know when you need me to <laughs> like, shoot something. You, you just believe me. You told me what you do. So why would I, it's like, you haven't given me a reason not to believe you. Like he doesn't believe anything Benny says. No. Because Benny has betrayed him. <laughs> Many times. Mm-hmm. And will again. <laughs> Which will lead to a fantastic exchange shortly. Yes. <laughs> I love this lap. Oh, it's such a great scene. I Oh. Yeah. We're probably going to mention this a lot. so good. This this movie, like, doesn't try to avoid any stereotype or cliche of the genre. It just runs, like, headlong into it. Mm -hmm. Like, fucking Sulu telling the Excelsior to turn into the wave. Like, that's how you do it, man. (laughs) I love the absent-minded. She can't hang her... She can't hang the robe. Mm -hmm. Just, eh, whatever. This is a pretty palatial cabin for for a paddle boat. She's rich, though. That is true. She's an actual like aristocrat from England. What was it? Her mom is Egypt is Egyptian, I think. Was it? Is that she mentions it eventually? She does mention it, I think. So that's actually one of like the worst ways to shoot, but cinematically it just looks cool. It does. It just does, especially if you're that, you know. I mean, he, hero. he did miss a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's again, that's part of turning into the genre itself, right? Mm-hmm. And turning into the stereotypes of the era where of course he shoots <laughs> oh, like that. He's the American. Right. Right. No, I never really thought about how, like, I guess, like, ostensibly campy the movie seems to be. But Mm -hmm. they're they're taking those campy things and and doing them better. Yeah. Yeah, it's all very deliberate. Oh, this escalated real quick. Oh, Mm -hmm. I think we're coming up to one of my favorite little... Frasier's comedic physical timing... It's so good. Like that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we said we weren't going to do that the entire No, but we thing. are going to do it. We're but we do. are because yeah. he's really good. This yeah. is still one of his best performances. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I can agree with that. He did a lot yeah. of really goofy, silly shit that I'm not he did. particularly... Like, I, I have, I've never been a Pauly Shore fan, for one. Um, right. And some of those other movies, I'm like, I, I saw most of them. Don't need to see them again. No, I I enjoyed Encino Man for what it was. Right. It was a dumb stoner comedy. Yeah. He's so great in Doom Patrol. But it was funny. And if it wasn't for his performance, you wouldn't care. But you care about the Encino Man. You care right. about this Neanderthal. Way because Brendan Fraser. 
Yeah, it's a good point. And yes, he's great in Doom Patrol. His character yeah. I is love God. so depressing sometimes. Oh, man, I do love this, the Americans. <laughs> Here it comes. Which is painfully true. Yep. <laughs> just, just hooting and hollering. Mm-hmm. Yep. The guy in the cowboy hat actually does the fanning, which is a horrible way to shoot a gun still. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, like like zero of the four fundamentals of shooting are are present in that. Oh, in that method. <laughs> absolutely, they do nothing correctly. <laughs> Did they shoot this in a, this section in a soundstage? Probably. <laughs> okay. Um. So they here, had to use CGI on. Uh, oh yeah, they had to use CGI on her clothes there. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw that now. Like otherwise, they would have lost their PG thirteen rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> You're on the wrong side of the why is that so funny? Because the way he delivers it, it is. It's yeah, it's all about it. It is delivery. I got to use that line one time, like ten years ago, in a D and D campaign, and I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Only you. Well, Only yeah, I'm sure. You. See, also by the way, the native Egyptian guy is also wearing wool. Like, why would you do that? Is he really? Yeah. Well, he could be wearing cotton, actually. But it still looks like a heavy overcoat that he's wearing. And now they're not going to show him again. Come on. Nah, you will. You get him again. Well, not, well, not now while I'm... But it's not happening now while it's still in my mind. Okay, sorry. Oh, this is the only thing they had. Uh-huh. It's the only thing they could put on me. What's <laughs> this bejeweled sheer slip of a dress? <laughs> I've always wanted to ride a camel. Those are tiny camels. They are pretty big, huh? I'm I'm used to, or like in my in my mind, when you ride a camel, you fit like three four people on there. Yeah, is that a different kind of camel? There are two different types. There are two different types. Yeah, there's a dromedary and. See, look at his jacket. What is? Just Basically, there's the one hump and the there's the one hump and the two hump camel. Right, right. The I forget the which Igor is which. of camels. <laughs> Thank you. I I am a brilliant surgeon. I could probably help you do something about that hump. What hump? What hump? Uh, the Bactrianus. Uh, uh, yeah, Bactrian and dromedary. I just always assumed growing up around horses, that they were the same size as horses, and they are not. Okay. Good they are big. They are bigger. No, they are horses. much taller. Yeah. Um, I know this because growing up in Arizona, the Phoenix Zoo used to have, I mean, maybe they still do, they uh, have camels, uh, and they used to let you ride the camels. Mm. And they have, like, special saddles, and yeah, you would, I feel like they had a, like, 
like a platform style saddle that maybe fit more people. That was probably really mean and like super <clears throat> heavy for the camel in retrospect. Yeah. Uh, but what I definitely remember is to get on the camel, you have they had a uh, like a stair car type situation. You have to go up the stairs to the top of the landing, and then you can get on the camel from there. There's no right. there's no hopping on the camel from the hmm. ground, at least not with this type that I'm used to. So apparently up until the early 2000s, there were still a few wild feral camels in the American West. What? You didn't know that? No. I didn't know that either. So when like Western expansion started, they they tried camels too, but they're not fast enough. And they're not as obedient as horses or loyal as horses. No, camels don't give a fuck. So they just let them go. And the only reason why there's not camels now is there just wasn't enough for them to continue the species in America and to propagate it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think the last sighting was like 2002 in Arizona. Huh. It's not like they can't survive in the desert. No. Yeah. That's that's their natural habitat. Um, Yeah. I just, I had no idea that there was such a thing. And I think, I think Virginia city, Nevada still does the annual camel races. Hmm. That and the jumping frog contests. Okay, so yes, there's... <laughs> I guess technically there's three kinds of camels. Bactrian, dromedary, and wild bactrian. But what it's not telling me is how big they are. <laughs> big. This is this is a Bigger good little trope that gets used a lot. Then it gets used in, in like RPGs too. I need to look up the other team because the, the all the actors in that are also dudes that ended up in other um, action movies. <clears throat> and they, they all kind of have that look for sure. Well, good thing we have the IMDBs. Yeah, this is a time. Let's see. Jonathan Hyde, who played... uh, I think he's the guy with the glasses. He's Dr. Ellen Chamberlain. He's the very British-looking one. He's not the one with the glasses. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, oh, he was Van Pelt and Jumanji. (laughs) Um... God, Van Helsing is such a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. So bad. It was in Crimson Peak. I love that movie. I do love the whole thing about like, you know, losing, I don't know. It's a very, it's a lot of good comedic bits in that. I'm just like, oh, I'm going fast, but now I can't control my camel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's fun. Yeah, so that guy, that's why that guy's familiar. Oh, the uh, curator is Eric Avari. And he has been in everything. I feel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's still working, too. Oh, yeah. That dude, he keeps got some voiceover work coming out. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps very busy. He's a working actor. 
That one. That one is the guy that used to play, that played Van Pelt in Jumanji. Oh, right. <laughs> so the curator was born in Darjeeling, West Bengal, India. Jeez. Corey Johnson. Why did he look familiar? All the old knives, Morbius. <clears throat> See, I like this. Like, he doesn't say like you're being dumb or whatever. He's like, so what is what is the what do the mirrors do? Mm-hmm. Like his character really is curious. He's not just being a doofus. He's mm-hmm. not a show, he's not a chauvinist. No, uh-uh, not at he's all. Not, yeah, and he's like he's aware that he doesn't know everything. Right. He knows what he does know. And and he knows he's just the very right confident gift. about that. And he definitely knows the right gift to give the nerdy archaeologist librarian. Yep, who just <laughs> lost all of her equipment. Yeah, so he liberated some from the Americans. Hmm. <clears throat> Aziz, light. <laughs> oh oh shit, he's in that too. The curator. Yep. yep. <laughs> One of the other Americans, uh, uh, Mr. Daniels, is played by Corey Johnson. And the reason that Corey Johnson looks familiar to me is he was the. uh, He worked for the BPRD in the first Hellboy movie. Ah. He's his friend that keeps bringing him food and ends up getting uh, killed. Oh, right. And he has the hair plugs. Yes, he does. It's like, that's why he was familiar. Yeah. Hunks on the moon. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's gonna get they're not really scarier. bugs. They're they're more scarabs. <clears throat> scarabs aren't bugs. Bug is a colloquialism, <clears throat> uh, oh, but it does it apply like... to beetles. And a scarab is a type of beetle, is it not? Mm-hmm. It is. Everybody's right. Yay! Oh, okay, interesting. So, um, Rachel Weiss's character is uh, Evelyn Carnahan. Mm-hmm. And they, they cobbled that name together um, from uh, the the people who uh, discovered uh, King Chut's tomb, the fifth Earl of Carnarvon, Karn- Karnar- uh, and then his daughter, whose name was Lady Evelyn. Oh, that's cool. It's kind of cool. Oh, Bean, going back to the beginning when Arnold Voslo was mummified, mm-hmm. uh, he is apparently like you. It, it freaked, freaked him out. out. It, I saw uh, that. I get it. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really neat. Yeah. What was that? Uh, that might have been when the cat was bumping up or, or she's walking <laughs> on my desk so she might be messing oh. up the microphone oh geez right there that was that was our first indication that hugh's story is a little different like he's the one who's got a gun right alongside o'connell mm-hmm. he's just like it's like i've seen worse odds and his, yeah. his line is just me too right it's like oh dude <laughs> that had to be intentional like, you don't just do that shit on accident. The writer had to have been like, this is my little thing I'm throwing in. 
probably and uh, i think the actor's name is john hannah the like that's he's a classically trained actor he's been acting for years yeah jonathan carnahan is the character's name john hannah is the actor but he's right. been in so many things he's in a i guess also a rom-com that i i weirdly have always really loved uh he's the the love interest in sliding doors oh i love sliding doors He's also Isn't in it, Rome. It's a really good movie. It was. It was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to be Drek, and it was a good movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If I saw some uh, a fucking like precious metal scarab, I would I would be compelled to take one as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I would be cursed. Oh my god. I'm reading. The, the medical crew developed a special drink for them to have at least every two hours because they filmed in the Sahara. Was mm-hmm. it Pedialyte? It was probably a version of Pedialyte, I'm guessing. Yeah. But their biggest problem were snakes, spiders, and scorpions, with many of the crew having to be airlifted out after being bitten. Oh, wow. Oh, uh. By snakes? Scorpions and spiders. So, bitten and, and or stung. The snakes would have been asps. Very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> snakes. Uh, I also Why read that the the production had uh, kidnapping insurance uh, put out for everyone in the crew, but the hmm. director didn't tell anybody anyone in the in the in the oh, cast, sorry, not the crew. Really? Oh, uh, until after they were done shooting. Wow. Oh my god, it was almost Leonardo DiCaprio as Rick O'Connell. I can see that. I don't it see wouldn't it have been Yeah, good. but I don't see it as being as good. Yeah. No, he's not Ooh. he's he doesn't have that like comedy background. He doesn't. No. He's been in some funny stuff, but like yep. like you were saying earlier, like his comedic timing, uh Bernard Fraser's is it's is better. really just really quick and clever and that's part of what makes the Rick O'Connell character so charming. Wow. Sliding Doors came out a year before The Mummy. Huh. Wow. That would have been a good... No. Never mind. Although I'm sure that he filmed The Mummy before he filmed Sliding Doors. Yeah. Almost <laughs> Sliding certainly. Doors was probably like three months in London. And this was probably a six to eight month shoot on location in various places. Right. right. Well, and he's technically only in half the movie because it's split. Oh, oh, man. You're right. So the way they designed the scarab, they, quote, mm-hmm. took the worst and or scariest traits of, spe- of of spiders with pinchers or movements and then combined them all into one into making one creepy bug. What? <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, that's not what you want. It's unsettling. Mm-hmm. I like how it seems like it's going to come out of his mouth, which is bad enough. But then it, it goes into his brain again. Yeah, so you know it went in his brain. By the way, those are totally monsters, and they're not in Von Richten's guide, but in the second edition of Ravenloft, there are basically those kinds of scarab beetles in um, in Hacker. So hmm. just remember that, Bean. <laughs> So Omid de Jali, Jali Ili, was the actor that just got killed on, or is 
about to get killed right now. Yeah. Yeah, he has done a lot of a lot of work. Yeah. And has I, I think he falls into the category of like uh. ethnically ambiguous because mm. he gets to play a lot of different things. Does right, uh, does yeah. it say what his background actually is? Uh, yeah, he's London born, mm-hmm. but uh, he's Iranian. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's even more specific. He's Iranian, but his parents were Baha'i. Hmm. Huh. That's uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, really oh, we're going to get to it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did oh yeah he did I love the guy that never puts down his fucking umbrella yeah that's <clears throat> he's the one that's bankrolling right. these Americans right. yeah <laughs> Oh, I also like guns and pulp style movies because they create way more muzzle flash than any other gun. I was just noticing that. I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, that's a really big flash. Just like Indiana Jones's revolver has a huge muzzle flash and is the loudest gun on screen. This fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep the scotch safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I mean, important. it's 12 years old. That's true. <laughs> okay, now this is this is a ballsy maneuver, by the way. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, now what? Yeah. <laughs> and I like that he just kind of, all right, let's let them all go. That's why you're really hoping for that slow burn fuse. Oh, Imshi. That means go. Yeah. That's what I think. I was told it means like go away, but he's talking to his dudes, so I guess it mm-hmm. also works as let's go. Yeah. Yep. It's one of like the few things I remember from the brief period where I learned anything in Arabic. I think I learned Ipshi from watching Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> that that tracks. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Why was this guy shaving at night? America. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, during that era, like you very much like the the gentleman had to do certain things to be considered a gentleman. Just how, like, back then, I don't know if it is now, but, like, back then, like, British officer corps, like, they shaved every single day. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, that's that. Yeah, you're supposed to have a clean, shaven face in the army even now, uh, probably. But, I, I but, think that's just but a why style, is he doing though. it at night, though? It's cooler. I don't know because it looks cool on camera to have a half shaved face. <laughs> You could have just so, said you don't know. You could just okay. leave it at that. I was it's, trying it's to. I don't know. <laughs> You've met men. We can't. We can't do that. We have to figure out an answer because that we're trained to have an answer for things, especially nerds and geeks. We have mm. to have an answer. We're told, you know, that, that's all we do is speculate about shit. The answer is we don't know. Yeah. I read a we really interesting we don't thing today know. about uh, how often men respond to anything a woman says with a negative response, whether it's answering a question or Mm -hmm. like responding to a suggestion, like from your partner, like the instinct to just disagree right off the bat. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch more that like, we're not going to get into right now. I I feel like like, I can't give a reply to that at all. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's this way lies danger. Because, People know my. Never mind. I I can give a reply to that. That I I have noticed that I do that, and I have to practice not doing that. I have to consciously think about the fact that I don't just automatically come out with a negative response. I think it's a little air kiss. <laughs> I sleep now. I, yeah. I appreciate how well, like this movie never titillates, but it, it is certainly has sex appeal to it, mm-hmm. but it's never overt. It's, it's very chaste in a way. Um, yeah, the, the performances, like the scripts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scenes are are essentially very chaste. All all of the sex appeal from the movie just exudes from the cast naturally, mm-hmm. right? As as you know, as everyone has already figured out at this point, right? Yeah, because everyone in the movie is basically gorgeous. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what happened between two and three, and I don't know why um, they lost Rachel Vice. Um, it's not a knock against Maria Bello because Maria Bello, I also enjoy her as an actress, but yeah. she was not Evie Hammond. <laughs> she yeah, just it was, wasn't. It was just jarring. It was too different. I don't know. I, yeah. It wasn't hurt by how much time had passed between two and three, or it wasn't helped. Yeah, and there was a lot. A lot, yeah. There's been... Um, yeah, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor is 2008. Whew. So yeah, it's eight years, seven years between the re- returns and Tomb. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, Brendan Fraser has given interviews about like how many pain pills he was popping. He was wearing like braces under his outfit. He just he was like, but I didn't want to let anybody down. It's like he kind of took mm-hmm. it really personal. 
Um, and the thing is, the sorry, the Mummy Three isn't an awful movie, like everyone says it is. It just you has know, to stand up against the Mummy. Watch it. Yeah, I just I don't I don't have a clear memory of it at all. It was cool. I remember I liking it. Remember if I ever saw the the third Mummy movie. I should go back and rewatch it. I, you know, dear God, Aaron, I just it just dawned on me. It came out in two thousand eight. We actually knew each other by then. Oh shit! You know what? You're right. Also, I remember. This is going to be a weird thing. I remember being live on the Court and Fat Boy show at the Baghdad with Mike Russell and I discussing sequels that get undeserved hate. And I brought up Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Hmm. And they all made fun of me for it because that's what they did. Well, yeah. Rachel, Rachel Weiss is in the second movie, right? She's Yes, she is. Okay, yes. then I have yeah. to have seen it because I remember that they recast her, but I'm like looking at these pictures for Tomb of the Dragon Emperor and none of it looks familiar at all. I've probably seen it. My brain is bad. Um, I remember being really annoyed when the second one came out because they pumped so hard that The Rock was in it, The Rock was in it. Oh, and then all it was was just a god awful CGI monster version that kind of had his face. Yeah. And it's not I that think... I was like upset that The Rock wasn't properly in it. I was just like, you guys really just like, that was a bad bill of goods. That was bad CGI even for then. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, it was, it was patently terrible. Right. Um, and so, like some of the, like we've seen multiple uh, CGI bits in this movie already, and they're they're fine. Huh. They're fine for yeah, the they're, they're yeah. they're still okay now. Oh my gosh, they had planned a fourth Mummy movie, Rise of the Aztecs, for just Aztec mummies. <clears throat> they event- but they eventually scrapped it. Because that's when Universal began having inklings of their dark universe. Oh, Jesus. So stupid. If they had instead just looked at the formula for this movie and made the rest of them in this vein, yeah, they'd still be making money today. I, I actually, I was such a dork. I remember I actually wrote, it was a few months before the Tom Cruise Mummy movie came out, I wrote like, it's not hard to connect because that's what they wanted. They wanted this one to kind of be like be referenced in the dark universe. And I was like, it's not, it's not hard to connect them. Like mm-hmm. in this movie, part of Anoxanamun, you Oxana could just say Moon. like Anoxanamun. Yeah. I'm thinking Anoxanamun from the original Money movie. Oh, right. Um, uh, you could just say that some of her essence stayed in mm-hmm. Evie. And you could do this whole thing where, like, Evie is aging much slower. You could, <clears throat> sorry, you could fucking time jump ahead, um, like an older Brendan Fraser, and but yeah, and you could totally go from there, and like Evie becomes the foundation that you spring the whole thing off. She's the one that 
like runs the foundation or whatever. That's like, no, there are monsters out there. There are artifacts out there and we have to take care of it all. You know, my husband and are, is there like, I need to pick up what he did. We, you know, I don't have many more, but we'll continue forward. So while I agree with you, I understand exactly why studios don't do this because that requires homework on the, it feels like it requires homework on the part of the viewer and the studios don't believe the viewers are smart enough. Right. And I, I think studios are wrong. Um, I think if they forced audiences to pay more attention to the media that they consume, people would be better. Oh, too late. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, this is right along with my theory about <laughs> customer service jobs. Educate people and they stop expecting crap. Yeah. And they start knowing what they're consuming and paying attention to what they're consuming. Make yeah. them better consumers and you have a better audience. Right. Stop assuming they're going to be dumb. I I don't disagree with you, but I feel like I did a lot of working to educate uh, the consumer in my, my, you know, my, the last, in my last, you know, long-term job. And a lot of the times they just don't want to learn anything. They just, they just want what they want. That's fair. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was always nice when someone's like, oh, okay, Wow. I, oh I man, see, he got. I understand he got, what you're saying, and he got, got filmed. <laughs> Classic. Sorry, Bean. Go ahead. We didn't mean to step on the that, but no. I mean, I I made the point, and like, yeah, some you know, when it, when it works, it's great, and it's like, oh look, you you wanted to learn, and we're all we we've all come out better for it. But uh, right. it's it's also really frustrating to try to do that when people don't want to be educated about something; they just want what they want. Yeah, but, it's. It is depressing that our society has trained us that the carrot is the much better way to learn things, and yet everyone wants to seem to get the stick. Yeah. Um, okay, quick. One more thing about Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Mm. So apparently the reason why Rachel Weiss didn't do it, Initially, it was claimed that because she had a toddler, she didn't want to be away from her kids. And she said, that's not true. I filmed two movies that year. Her main complaint was that I am not going to play a character who allegedly has a 21-year-old son. That's not going to look right. Because <laughs> the movie jumps ahead to like 1958. Oh, right. Yeah. What year is this supposed to be here? 33, I think. So, yeah. Because I think they, I think they tried, I think they tried to time it with the discovery of the terracotta soldiers in China. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like that's because they tried to put it in those different eras. <clears throat> anyway, why did she need to have a twenty-year-old son in that movie? Because that's what was in the script, I guess. Yeah, because they had a a toddler in the second movie. No, he's older. Is he older? Yeah, he's old enough to kind of have his own lines and shit. Oh. Because I think they also wanted to do... I remember, I'm remember. i trying to remember now from 3. I think they also wanted to play the whole, like, 
I don't like my dad. I'm tired of living in my dad's shadow, so I'm going to be the angsty son. Hmm. Yeah, see? Don't remember any of that. Yeah. Nope. Don't do it. Don't turn him around. Oh! That effect kind of fucks with me still. That's actually probably one of the worst effects I've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah, the slow building back of... um... Uh, Emotep is yeah. is not great. No. It is definitely Once, the CGI of its time. Yeah, totally. Once it's more Arnold Voslo, then it works better. Ooh. I like how his brain has a weird little, like it spins, like it's shrunken up and it just kind of twirls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they they talk about mummification where they stick it up your nose and scramble your brain. That's true. And then yoink. So everything's happening in reverse. Although, yeah. so mm-hmm. here's what's interesting mm-hmm. about that is um, I guess his followers do mm-hmm. actually get mummified, but he does not. They just wrap him up and then throw him in the in the sarcophagus with the beetles. Oh, and you're the right. The beetles are supposed yeah. to eat him up. Um, but yeah, he's alive, so he's got all of his mm-hmm. organs still. Which means the title of the movie, also a lie. <laughs> but, you know, the, the cursed high so, priest who, you know, stole the 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 pharaoh's wife is <laughs> an unwieldy title. Classic. Scream and shoot. <clears throat> so they had to work super hard to not let this movie be gory to avoid an R rating. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was basically you could make the mummies juicy, but not gory. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally the rule given to the effects crew. It's like, remember, juicy, not gory. <laughs> juicy mummy. Which I do believe O'Connell says eventually in the movie, why does he look so juicy? <laughs> oh. Probably would have been better if they had. We all just stopped and listened to Odin Fair because I know, it's Odin right? Fair. <laughs> it's Odin Fair. He was speaking with authority. Which he often the, does. The only way he knows how. I know. Oh yeah. I do remember watching this in the theater and thinking the entire time of like this guy. I want to see this guy in more movies. I want to watch him in a lot of movies. Right. He's like, great, I, but I yeah. don't feel like he actually has done a lot over the years. He mm. has, but like he suffers from not being a not white actor in Hollywood. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's done a lot too. I know The Mummy, I know Resident Evil. Um, oh shit, I forgot he's in Resident Evil. <laughs> the best part of that movie. Yeah. He unfortunately plays a lot of roles of I am the Arabic character helping the white people hunt down terrorists because I know the ways of my people. Mm, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Good lord. Odin Fair is only a year older than I am. That's just rude. 
He was born in 1970. Huh. All right. He's looking better than ever. Literally on his IMDb, it's his trademark. Plays Mossad agents and other government agencies. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's one of my favorite parts. When he's using the holy symbols from every religion, just in case. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always dug that. I was like, all right, that's a good little effect. Well done. <laughs> Otis Fair does a lot of voice acting, too. The Mummy was his first movie. He uh, yeah, I saw it. His first major TV role. Series. Yep. Followed by Deuce Bigelow. Well, they can't all be yeah. winners. Yeah, they can't all. He's in that? Yeah, apparently. Who is he yeah. playing that? Never mind. I don't need to know. Uh, oh, I didn't realize also... how close his work to going from um, Ardeth Bay in, in The Mummy to Dr. Fate in Justice League. I didn't realize how close that was. Huh. Oh, wait. I'm looking at it. He did Deuce Bigelow first, 1999. IMDb is just showing the pictures in the wrong order. Oh, wait. Never mind. You're right. What is it showing? Never mind. Okay. I'm confusing it with The Mummy Returns, the way they listed it on that. I was like, what? Sorry. You're right. He was in an episode of Charmed. He plays Jafar in Once Upon a Time. Mm, nice. Of course he does. Mm. Oh my god, I forgot he was Dr. Fate. How did you forget he was Dr. Fate? I don't know. Because I would have been in Smallville that he was Dr. Fate? No. Justice League, the animated series. Oh, shit. I did forget yeah. that. Which is why I thought we've had this discussion. Maybe I've had it with other yeah. nerds. Um, but that, like, that was the when they cast uh, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate in Black Adam. It's like, oh, but Oded Fair's right there. Yeah. Oded Fair is right there. <laughs> oh, shit. He was in V? I didn't Apparently. Remember. Man, that move, that show. Oh. Was- Really quick. So short-lived. Apparently the jacket this actor is wearing um, was Alec Guinness's. This is the oh. jacket? I, this I is saw the jacket. that one. Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be something that uh, Obi-Wan wears. Yeah, Alec Guinness would have worn it in... Um, I don't know. Maybe River Kwai? No, because it's the wrong era of jacket for Bridge Over the River Kwai. Oded Fair was also in a show called Covert Affairs, which I watched that had that starred Piper Perbu as a CIA agent. <laughs> and he did. He was very much uh, like, I think he worked for the Mossad. Yeah, makes sense. He's done a lot of voice work. I don't think I realized that. Hmm. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I didn't know this. So Arnold Voslo understood kind of the more comedic take Summers was going to, going mm-hmm. for, but said he would only play Imhotep if he got to play him totally straight. So he yeah. was, so he's basically the straight man for the entire movie. For the entire movie. He's like, mm-hmm. this character is obsessed with getting his love back. That's all he cares about. He can't, we can't use, he can't have any goofy scenes, which I don't is, think totally the, makes sense. the character should. No, uh-uh. He's the, he's the, you know, he's the antagonist of the film. 
Oh man, that's badass. I didn't know that. What's that? The tattoo on Art of the Base forehead mm-hmm. is hieroglyph Egyptian hieroglyphics for underworld, and the ones under his eyes just mean truth. Oh, interesting. That's pretty sweet. Uh. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah. And the bartender behind him was like, well, shit. So, oh, God never, damn it. This is really going to fucking mess up my <laughs> my month. Fucking gotta love them biblical, the fucking Old Testament stuff, though. No kidding. <laughs> oh, um, this hail is dry dog poo painted white. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm just looking at the trivia. It is dried bits of dog poop. That they painted white and just started to lob at the cast. Poo, but not food. I okay. let me double check. <laughs> yeah, like dog dry dog food makes sense. I mean, yeah, look here. It's dog food. Oh, you're right. Dog food. Never mind. I read it wrong. <laughs> That does make more sense. I was like, why would you throw poop at your actors? That doesn't seem safe. <clears throat> that that would be terribly unhygienic. Yes. That's how you, that's how you get Giardia. You want Giardia? This is how you get Giardia. Right. I don't want Giardia. <laughs> no. Ugh. Ugh. I already told you, no mortal weapon. Oh shit! Well, you never know. It's like there, there's that whole, um, like in Buffy, where there's that that creature. It's like I I can be I cannot be killed by any weapon forge. Huh. Like oh okay, rocket. That launcher. was a good effect. Uh huh. Yeah. Hands and faces in the sand. That's a good effect. Mm-hmm. That holds up. <laughs> oh, I like that. What was with the cat? <laughs> I know, like you, there's no precedent for the cat until like five minutes ago, um, and I guess it's just so that they can cut off the attack in the, in that scene. Yeah, well, you you find out they explain why too, if I remember correctly. Well, no, no, I just mean like they're like the oh, like Evelyn has a cat, not something that comes up at all. Uh, yeah, oh, I get what until you mean. like five minutes ago when she's packing up when 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 he's trying to pack her up. Mm-hmm. Right. I do like that. Eventually, O'Connell just uses a cat on their way out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what? And now we're listening to exposition again. That's right. It's expo- <laughs> exposition time. I haven't seen this in a long time, so I, I, I like the refresher. Aaron left. <laughs> He's just gone. He's like, He's I, just gone. Goodbye. Like, I'm out. There we go. I got a thing. He'll, he'll be in his bunk. I don't, 
I don't think that's what's going on. I don't, <laughs> no, maybe. I just wanted to make that joke. And now he's not going to know that that's in there until uh, until he goes into uh, edit edits. Sure. Or or when he plays it back later, if he does, I don't know. He may or may not. What else can I say about Aaron that he may never know? I said. So, do you typically pronounce that name, Evelyn? Um. I think it depends. Okay. Um, Evelyn or uh, or Evelyn are both perfectly cromulent. Um, and I think it's like a personal preference, which pronunciation one uses, if that is their name. Um, I think that I, while I agree with that, I do believe, like I will pronounce it Evelyn because Evelyn to me is E-V-I-L dash L-Y-N and is a He-Man character. <laughs> um, I think I choose which way I pronounce it, like depending on like the cadence of the sentence or like whichever one's going to sound less weird, like mm. like vase and vase. I, I will use, I don't like vase, but I'll use it if for whatever reason it feels better than vase. Is that just me? Hmm. Yeah, I I think I just use one or the other. I I don't I don't use I, I guess I don't use them interchangeably. I think I prefer vase as a word. Hmm. If I'm saying vas, I feel like I'm mocking something <laughs> specifically. And he's back. I sent you guys a oh, message. Jeez. Did you? Yeah. We're not looking at our phones. We're watching a movie and talking. No, about it. He, he put it in the the private chat, which I don't even have open because Me we don't either. have. Oh, so that's sorry. Why I, wasn't I was trying to be very you subtle could just about said, my bathroom break. Yeah. <laughs> be subtle. What is? If you're gonna do that, just go. I got to go fight Paul the Octopus. <laughs> wow that well, is we haven't old... used that in a minute damn <laughs> fucking callback drink all I have is water but... <sighs> damn nice job Cable yeah nice. five points Hashitani so hey was there an era I'm asking you like either of you would know this that in the 20s and 30s, ceiling fans were actually super powerful and deadly? I can definitely see that there was an era where they were kind of dangerous because, like, the blades were too sharp, they were made of metal, but I don't see that overlapping with, like, velocity and, like, strength of the motor or right. the aperture that holds it in place. Like, it's one yeah, or the other. Yeah, because with- fucking Indiana Jones straight up mercs a guy in Temple of Doom by stringing them up through a fan. Mm-hmm. But doesn't like doesn't he Are they enough to injure a person at the it? time? Sure. That's true. Like I, it would probably fuck up your face. It's not I don't think it's gonna kill yeah, you, but it is gonna mess true. up your face. And I think the thing with Indiana Jones is like he gets his tie caught up in it, so really it strangles him more than it's like the blade oh, yeah. on the fan. I just but, try to. I don't imagine the motor in modern fans being strong enough to do that. But 
That's why I was asking. It's probably there was no. The hell's that company called? Underwriters Anonymous. I don't know. Yeah. That's like sometimes when Beans had a rough day and she orders a drink. Give me a whiskey and a whiskey chaser <laughs> and a glass of wine to wash it down. Yep. I'm actually wondering why I'm not drinking wine right now. It's movie I'm time. Why. I'm like, I could go for a bourbon. Well, we have our priorities. So, so I, had, I, had, I had half a cider before we started. I'm being good. I'm having water. Gross. Boo. I, I try not good. We just trying to be whiskey in the house. Trying to be good on school nights, or I mean, better. What's, you what's know, one, what's one bourbon gonna do? Aaron, I'm out. Of, I'm... I support you. I believe in you. <laughs> you you should do what feels comfortable for you. Also, time isn't real. No, I know. Days are made up. <clears throat> yes, I mean, Words like when I up. when I aim not to drink on a school night, it's because I have to maintain a schedule and function all day at work, um, which I have to do. Also, when I drink, uh, I'll get a wild hair, and I'm like, I don't want to go to bed. And next thing you know, it's two thirty, and I haven't gone to bed, and I still have to go to work the next day. That's what happens to me. I'll have, I'll be like on drink number two, and I'm like, I want to keep watching this movie. Or the last few days ago, one more episode. Well, for me, the last few days ago, I was on a writing roll, and I was like, I'm gonna pour myself another drink. I'm gonna keep fucking writing. And all of a sudden, it was three thirty in the morning, and I was like, yep. Oh no, <laughs> I have a meeting in four hours. <laughs> that was then canceled, but, no. not, by me, but not by me. I mean- I, I just still go to bed at between 11 and 12 o'clock at night and get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Is that because Irma still wakes you up? Irma doesn't. Manju does. Manju, Manju wakes me up at 5. Yeah, nice. Yeah, pretty much just like that. <laughs> Do we know why kissing her like made him, I don't know, dry up again a little bit? Like, is she, like, he, sucking the life force out of him? No, I think it was, he was, uh, he wasn't talking to you. Um, <laughs> I think the, the connotation is um, he has to fulfill A before he can have B. And ah, if, okay. if he doesn't complete a before he starts trying to go after b then he suffers setbacks right to remind him that he has to finish a first <laughs> that makes sense and and of course that's not going to stop him just, because no he wants what he wants just like in the but, horrified game you have to defeat the mummy in stages you yeah the, the mummy's hard you have yes. to it's a number puzzle, so where you have right. to get the numbered scarabs one through six into the correct spots because they all start out jumbled mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and turned over um, to the scarab side. So you have to pay an action to flip the scarab, then pay an action to move it around the board. Right. And the mummy's action is it can flip those back over to the scarab side. That's Which right. makes you waste some more moves. Mm. 
I also uh, think it's interesting that like his body is mostly recovered at this point, mm-hmm. but he's dressed in rags. And I know he didn't get um, entombed in rags like that, like like a, like a tattered cloak or whatever he's got on there. Just looks cool. I guess it just feels like it doesn't really. It's it it's it has neither continuity nor you know nor does it make sense that that's what he would be wearing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that what I don't know if it's what this museum actually would have looked like in 1930s Cairo, <laughs> but I appreciate that it looks a lot like the Universal, the 1932 Karloff mummy, and and I'm pretty sure that's on purpose. Oh yeah, 100. percent I think there's a lot of this movie that was done purposefully that they don't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I always love bits like that. I love it like when Shaun of the Dead does it too. (laughs) Good job, John Anna. That's right. He's fucking gold. I always wanted to drive one of those old timey cars. Um well that's what the museum looks like now. Oh shit, does it? So it's probably what it looked like back then. Nice. Whenever it was built. Okay. <laughs> I can almost guarantee that's not that actor's voice because I appreciate that he's doing slimy 1930s villain voice. Yeah, just like a, oh, a, just a classic lackey. He's yeah, yeah. trying very hard to be Peter Lorre. <laughs> like, what are you waiting for? Like, just Either run hit them, them or they'll just get out of the way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know. I mean, like, yeah. but how much can that car withstand? I mean, that's true. <clears throat> yeah. Classic. You always got to go through some kind of display. Mm-hmm. All that's missing is a fruit stand. <laughs> Did Evie three stooges that guy in the eyes? She sure I think did. So. Nice. Okay, yeah, for sure. The Egyptian Museum in Cairo, uh, built in 1902, and that's what it looks like inside and out. Huh. Except cool. for it's it's red on the outside. Huh. I don't know when when that happened, or if it, if it was always that color. Uh, but in the movie, it's like just a standard beige on the outside. Oh, okay. That's cool. Well, now I know. Yay. The knowing is half the battle. <laughs> the other half is violence. <laughs> Where no one dies, by the way. Right. Everyone bails out. I said violence, not murder. <laughs> oh, that's true. There is a distinction. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, he's still going to kill you. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Womp, womp, womp. No, you, you, you have to keep watching, Benny. This is your <laughs> fault. Yeah, you caused this, Benny. He tried to. He, you know, he tried to. Oh, they do hit a fruit cart. Never mind. 
It's by water, but they hit a fruit cart. Nice. There we go. I don't remember how they get out of this part. MacGuffin. They find another cat. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's how. Yeah. Oh no! I think he takes her away here. Oh, he take that's the Bart. That's right. She's all like, "Don't hurt them," and I'll go with you. <laughs> I love that she's correcting <laughs> Benny. <laughs> I mean, it would be an ancient well, wait, form, right? Does that mean that actually the mummy's technically speaking Hebrew here? Because that's the language Benny understood. He understood when Benny spoke Hebrew. Huh? Is that the only language he knows? Well, he tries to speak in Arabic to the mummy and the, and using a holy symbol, and he doesn't flinch at that. He only understands him when he holds up the Star of David and prays in Hebrew. Oh, that's Cause he calls, right. Because he calls it the slave's... Is that the slave's tongue? Uh, yes. It's, I find it hard to believe that Benny would speak Egyptian. I mean... Anyway. Now I got to look up and see if they're speaking Hebrew in those parts. They, uh, Evie and and uh, Rick, Rick just had their um, uh, Han Solo and Princess Leia moment from Empire. Yeah, that that look said the "I love you." I know. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I I did read that they had brought in an Egyptologist uh, who did like some like phonetic training or like not like language building, but essentially they're like, this is what ancient Egyptian would have kind of sounded like. Like likely sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. So that implies that they were speaking modern Egyptian, but tweaked it such in such a way to make it seem more like ancient Egyptian. Uh, But it, it just said for, for dialogue. It didn't specify in what part of the movie that was used. Right. That is a, that's a level of attention to detail that I would not have expected of this movie in 1999. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Look, colonization is awful, but that's a good shot. You know, I just, I like the I, I just like the image imagery. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bringing in an Egyptologist is pretty good. This must have been like yeah too too early for uh, David J. Peterson to get to get called in. I don't know who that is. Uh, no, you know that's not a very good comparison because David J. Peterson uh, develops languages. For oh. for film and television, so like whenever there's a, a non-existent language because it's not human or not from this earth, right? Uh, Game of Thrones is uh, probably the biggest one, but he's done a lot of them. So did James. I love how much Oded Fair is fucking loving this plane ride because <laughs> he's hanging <laughs> off the wing of the plane. Yeah, that's not a scared face. That's a this is awesome. I mean, it's pretty sweet. There's another movie from this time period that has the same level of swashbuckling adventure and being a period piece that I personally adore. 
and don't think it gets enough love, and that yeah. is the 1996 The Phantom, starring Pudge Billy Evil. Zane. Uh, <laughs> I've never it's, seen it. It's pretty dope. It is it. So it has a superhero Ace. suit that, um, unlike uh, all the other superhero suits directly before it and all of them after, the super suit is just Billy Zane. Yeah, that's true. It is a patterned, skin-tight, purple leotard. <laughs> that, that goes to walks. That was designed by Henson Studios. This like part we've is. talked about the, this this costume and and how it's a lot it's a lot of Billy Zane. It it is it's just mm-hmm. Billy Zane. It's like there aren't padded muscles in it. <clears throat> like he worked the fuck out. I think the only thing that was not real on Billy Zane was he was wearing a wig because mm. right. his head was shaved. Yeah, uh, that part almost went to Bruce Campbell. I could see that. Yep. Billy Zane barely beat him out. Although Bruce Campbell is much older, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I'm assuming question. he's older. I don't know how much older. Probably between 10 years. 5 to 10 years? At least 10, yeah. Billy Zane's 56, and I think Bruce Campbell's like 66, actually. Bruce Campbell's 63. <clears throat> I like that the old man gets Wait, his glorious death. Yeah, and Billy Zane was born in '66. Yeah, so hold on, hold he's on, in his fifties. Motherfucker! Uh. Oh man, she's gonna get him though. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's so awesome. I mean, that's one way to get a spellcaster to fail their concentration check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Successfully. Yeah, he's like, what the shit? It's funny. I'm still not super comfortable with flying, but I've always wanted to fly in a biplane. That is weird. Yeah, I know. I don't feel like I would enjoy that very much because of all of the air in in the face. Like, I I bet it's hard to breathe when you're up there. Probably. From A, the altitude, but B, the, you know, the careening through the sky. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. We get one of the things that terrified every 80s kid. Look at them. He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. He did get what he wanted. And then Glor- fucking quicksand. Quicksand. Glorious death. Oh, oh there it is. See? It's fucking dangerous. It's everywhere. Uh, But they're in the desert. I've been to the desert. Fucking quicksand. That that is maybe somewhere where you should be worried about quicksand. But not in like 
Probably not in your hometown. Uh, I did grow up in what's known as the high desert. Oh, no, I take it back then. <laughs> now I'm just Googling. It's quicksand real. <laughs> oh, it's basically a non-nutrient. What's it called? A non-nutrient fluid. What's it called? Newtonian. 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 Yes. Are there are there natural springs uh, near where you live, Aaron? Yes, there are. Okay, well then, there you go. It you you might could have gotten mm-hmm. attacked by quicksand. That's there are actually a lot that. of natural springs around Susanville. Many, <laughs> many. It says that's where most quicksand occurs. Is places where there are natural springs. Look, I've said this many times. Apart from the bulk of the people in that town, if you enjoy the outdoors, apart from the ocean. Any type of outdoor activities within an hour of Susanville, like it, it could be like the bend of Northern California if that town ever pulled its head out of its ass. Well, that's that's a shame. Yep. Oh man! So now, now uh, they're back in the same place where they originally woke right. them up, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Well, no, they're, ow. Is this a different tomb? They, he would be going back to where he tried to resurrect the princess. Ah. Mm-hmm. And he and was entombed in a different temple, spot. Uh, I believe. Yeah. Something like that. Well, I thought you were supposed to eat that stuff. The sand? Yeah, he just poured it out of one of those urns. Aren't weren't those the 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 four or five urns that he needed to to get to get his body back? No, he's done. Oh, he gets to resurrect his priests. Oh well, no, I guess he didn't. He didn't need what was in the urns. He got life force from the dudes who had the right. urns. Right, right. But the urns weren't actually part of it. The urns, I believe, are Oksana Moon, and part of her ritual. Hmm. I like Avi's running joke of like Bainbridge scholars never said anything about this. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like Bainbridge scholars didn't oh. spend any time outside of the university. Arnold Vosloo is South African. I did not realize that. Is he really South African American? Apparently, his family's from South Africa. But oh no, he was. So he's Afrikaner. He was born there, but he became an American citizen. That's a lot of mirrors. (laughs) Oh, man. It's all done with mirrors. Smoking mirrors. (laughs) Okay. Look at all of his guns. Look at him. (laughs) Walking armory. Yeah, but Ardeth Bay is packing a fucking... British trench sweeper. Mm-hmm. Looks like a grenade launcher. <laughs> I like that scene because it reminds me of almost every D&D encounter that has a thief. <laughs> Look at all the gold. I know. Can Don't we? No. Touch Are you sure? 
anything. Go touch anything. Yeah. Meanwhile, the rogue has already stolen three things. And then gets everyone trapped. Mm-hmm. Hey, those are mine. <laughs> he just threw one at him. It's very familiar. The good thing about shooting gold is you don't really ruin its value. And it's soft, so you're not pine up. Yeah. You probably don't have to worry about ricochet. That's true. I'm glad I wasn't the only weirdo who was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> Welcome. You can take from the treasury as much as the strongest man can carry. What's that from? The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Hey, Cable, didn't Universal once do a mummy haunted house for their... Once? They've done it I feel a like few they've times. done it a few times, haven't they? Yeah. Do what? <laughs> that was... If that wasn't a flirtatious move... <laughs> I know. Between O'Connell and... and uh, Bay, I don't yeah. know what was. Let me use your beautiful five o'clock shadow to light this match. To yeah, because he muddies. does that, and then they just stop and look at each other. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dude, dude, and it wasn't an annoyed look. It was like, oh, huh. it's like, no. oh, it's you like, noticed I, that was hot. <laughs> Why was that hot? I don't know. We're going to talk about it later, though. Okay. <laughs> Got to kill mummies right now. Okay. What you don't see in the sequel, the Mummy One Point Five, is like the giant polyamorous household that they all create together filled with nothing but armories and libraries. Mm -hmm. Evie and her two husbands. Or, hi, I'm Evie. This is my boyfriend, Rick, and his boyfriend, I'm at bay. Right. (laughs) And they all just go, hi. Hi. This is my brother, Jonathan. (laughs) Yeah. But what's the hardest thing, then? They always want to go off on adventures. I have to tell them when it's dinner time. That was a bad effect. The little shining light thing? Yeah. I totally the, the glimmer off of the uh, little trinket box there. God damn! This is really poor security. The same key for everything in all of these tombs. I oh, I do remember thinking, oh man, don't yeah, don't kill this guy. He can't die. Don't yeah, kill him. Yeah, I remember thinking that too. And then he shows up at the end. Spoilers. Yeah. Which is also great. This is like, oh, thank you for not killing off the cool guy. Yeah. Who wasn't one of the leads. So for 300 bucks, you can get a screen accurate replica of the Book of the Dead. Mm hmm. Hmm. I think for far it, less than that, you can get a 3D printed version off of Etsy. <laughs> I know, probably. <laughs> I I know you can. I have it bookmarked. <laughs> it, is, it is one Why of two. Do I have it bookmarked? Because of you, Aaron. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> it's one of those things that I went, oh, 
I'm going to keep tabs on this in case <laughs> I ever think it's like, if I ever go, am stuck with, what do I get Aaron this year? Oh, I get, <laughs> I get him the book of the dead the book of the dead. It is one of two movie book props that I covet. The other one being the giant book at this college in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, <laughs> it's so cool. Oops. Yeah. I like the makeup of uh, the, the lady mummy. It looks good. Mm. wonder if that's her. Oh, that's convenient. If that's who. Oh, if that's uh, still Patricia Velikez playing, playing all wrapped up. Or if they just got a stunt double because it's a more physical... It's a pretty physical uh, scene coming up. <laughs> Although the era she filmed this, she was semi-athletic and a model, so she was probably pretty physically adept on her own. Mm-hmm. But in Hollywood parlance, it would be cheaper to use a female stunt double in a suit. It would. Than getting your, yeah. Oh, they're so dusty. Mm-hmm. So cool. <laughs> I do like how it's almost cartoonish with the one just carrying the slab. Mm-hmm. And and then the hand. And then the hand. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it gave him a handle. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's goofy, but I kind of love it. Yeah, it's good. It it also has it's reminiscent of Harryhausen. So he mentioned scene. that he this he wanted this movie to be a mix of Indiana Jones and Jason and the Argonauts. Oh man! So you know, that succeeded so much. Yeah, well, well done. Yeah, I didn't see anything in the uh, the trivia or whatever about. Um... There being a, a stunt double or a body double for an ox and a moon. Right. Hmm. There's not enough stop motion skeletons and mummies in cinema anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back to just watching it. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. There she is. Yeah. Is it? The and mummy to me, re- it looks CGI'd. These guys obviously are. <laughs> These guys this obviously. Is a, a, I love this callback joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was, oh, God. A little less effective this time. But it was reversed because of mm-hmm. that. Because the mummy yes. yelled at him and he yelled back at the mummy and then shot him. And this time he yelled first and the mummies yelled back at him. And he's like, oh, nope. Yeah. Nope. Okay, now, and there it looked like a real, a real person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Evie, the person Evie's fighting, I think some of the moves they make CGI, like if she does shit like that. But when they're one on one, it's I believe it's a person in a suit. Looks like. 
<laughs> this doesn't look too bad for the era, though, like effects-wise. No, those are fine. Yeah. It must be the Mummy Returns that has that flashback fight between Eevee and Anoxanamu. I think it does. I think yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, one has one has a copish and one has size for some reason. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think you're right. I think that's from the second one, which yeah. as, and as we know, does have some pretty bad CGI in it. Mhm. It's also got the weird uh monk pygmy monkey mummies in the mm-hmm. in the in the blimp scene. <laughs> This is how Fraser gets hurt a lot because he likes doing his own stunts. Mm-hmm. Oh, you done fucked up, mummy. <clears throat> the Brit now controls them. <laughs> you know what happens if you give them a little bit of power? This is the equivalent of like us. the timer on the bomb having like 0.2 seconds left. Yeah. Oh shit! Oops, oops. Uh, Fakushka, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, no, don't leave well, it. It's too uh, late. Oh, now I, he's did, bad. I did read that this is uh, like basically a replica of the first time they kill her at the beginning of the movie. Mm, the, sh- mm-hmm. the way the shadows are cast and and, and then the way that they you see her being killed via the shadows. All, you know, going through the gut first and then, I don't know, stabbing her while she's down. I do like that he just reattaches her arm instead of CGI growing a new one. Mm-hmm. It's smart. Yeah. Keep him busy. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> That's what he does. Yep. It's his job. Oh, man. Oof. Oof. Savage. Throw the key away. Yeah. <laughs> Big ass gold pages. That book yeah, how, a lot. How good is that? Like, I mean, it will on. last it will last longer than papyrus. <laughs> Would it last longer than stone? I would think so. Oh, right, this, no. This is pretty dope. I forgot about the... Yeah. Who's, whose chariot is that supposed to be? Uh, Any one of the gods? Yeah, mm. who takes your soul. Because now he's just flesh, right? Yes, now, now he can be killed. Yeah, now he can has die. Maybe. Yeah. I like how it's not a drawn out fight. It's like, well, all right. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he was just a priest. He wasn't a, a soldier or a warrior or anything. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Back to being juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so sad. Oh, no. Now I have an image of the mummy. In juicy shorts. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, and you had to share. He's, mm-hmm. he's standing with his back to us. He's doing that sexy over-the-shoulder look. Juicy. You see juicy right across his ass. <laughs> that effect. There's like a two-second portion where it's actually terrible, but before, uh, leading up to that and immediately after, it looks pretty decent. Oh, this guy. I know. Yep. Benny's greed. Gets his comeuppance. Yeah, the problem is, is whenever these characters get their comeuppance, if you're within 50 square feet of him, you also get it. Right. (laughs) No, my book. Okay, in the end, that's still all she cares about. Yep. I mean, it is a priceless relic. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I get it. Tracks. It's that guy in uh, Avatar The Last Airbender that goes down with the library. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> uh, that's extremely Indiana Jones. All of this, really. Oh, yeah. Leave the treasure. I love the... Go, John. Oh. <laughs> a sliding stop. Yep. Yeah. They do a lot of callback jokes. They're real yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, bye, buddy. It does kind of leave you wondering, like, did they always know it was going to be this good? Or, like, did did someone on the creative team just, like, sneak in a lot of, like, really good little things here and there that's, that make it what it is? You know, all these little humorous, sometimes, like, without dialogue elements that... I mean, I, I got to think they knew what they were doing, you know. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> there you go. Now you can have all the treasure. Mm-hmm. Don't it's the people come out, too? I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. It's going to get Dirk. Yeah. Beatles. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yep. Oh, they're, they're ready for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's faster than starving to death? I guess. Still doesn't seem like a good way to go. It is not. <laughs> Indy, but... the torch is going <laughs> <clears throat> Some good squelching sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> the camels are like, ah, oh, fuck this, we're out. We're leaving. Can you blame them? <laughs> yeah. So apparently. Ticket sales were so good that the day, the morning after release day, the studio called the director and said, you're doing another one. Oh. I, I yeah, I read, that. I read a, that too. I remember it being a pretty big hit. I loved, I loved this reveal. 
<laughs> the hand signs you just gave him told him to steal third. I right. <laughs> Yeah, I basically told him don't don't be a dick. Did um did him and his group have a a name their order? Uh, the Magi. The Magi. Was it? And uh, are they all dead now except for him? And does it matter because now they're they don't have a mission anymore, right? Um, no, they're not all oh, dead. No. Oh shit! Because they weren't. He had a collective that lived in the desert, but that wasn't all of them. <clears throat> oh man! So, let's see, Benny's gold. Mm-hmm. So two, <laughs> I forgot in, he had already loaded some up. So mm-hmm. in 2017, the Tom Cruise mummy um, did 410 million. Mm-hmm. The 1999 Brendan Fraser mummy did 416.4 million in 1999 dollars. Oh, yeah. So, how does that translate? <laughs> That's see. a lot. Let's see here. If in 1999, uh, and it was how much? 14 what? Four hundred and sixteen point four million. Four hundred and sixteen. Let's see. Million, and then uh, what year did the, the Tom Cruise one come out? Two thousand eight. Twenty seven. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Okay. Calculating. Okay, so uh, the nineteen ninety nine mummy would be six hundred twelve point six million dollars. And, oh, and mine, mine's showing 729. Either way. That's wow. a lot of money. Uh, the point is, stop hiring Tom Cruise. Nobody Ooh. hires Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise just shows up and says, I'm doing this movie, and they go... Yeah, Tom Cruise does it. Okay. Well, how okay. do we make that stop? People have to stop watching his movies, which isn't happening. Uh, it's funny. I think um, far fewer people went to Tom Top Gun than expected, though. Mm. No, Top well, uh, Gun's doing massive numbers. Is it? Uh, oh yeah, it. huge Nos- numbers. Nostalgia porn. Um, I had several uh, VA appointments last week, and most of my physical therapy, you know, like uh, rehab people, know that I do a pop culture podcast, and every single one of them last week asked me. Oh, did you go see the new Top Gun? I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I have I have zero interest in it. Is that okay? Yeah. Is it okay that I don't care? I I think that that's more than okay, Cable, and I'm right there with you. But also, I actively don't go to anything that Tom Cruise is in. I, I started being very selective about when I see Tom Cruise movies. Like, he's got to be with a whole bunch of other people that I want to have money. I've, I've mm-hmm. been digging the Mission Impossible movies because they're good, actual ensemble spy thrillers, spy action thrillers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I watch those for just as much for Simon Pegg as I would Tom Cruise. I actually watch them more for Simon Pegg. Yeah. Oh, I forgot he's in those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he? Always, doesn't he also do some some James Bond stuff? No. No. Anyway, the other guy. <laughs> so that was our uh, commentary of the Mummy, our rom com for the month. Our rom com. That's right. Not our horror. Our rom com. Oh, that makes it our uh, a rom commentary. That's true. It's, yep. Very true. Yeah. That's um, two in one year, you guys. <laughs> I I think we do have to drop this surprise though that we're now only doing three commentaries yeah we'll mention that on the show this coming week just because of schedules yeah well because of schedules and because we're doing something special and cool right yeah. so. are we gonna tell uh well no by this point by this point, they, they, they will this, know. We'll yeah. Already know yeah yep. but we haven't decided yet but this is in the past <laughs> right so do we discuss it right now we don't to have really to really mess with people. No, no, because by the time people listen to this, we'll have already done it for them. Oh. They, Especially they if we air this one third. Dude, you have to remind yourself to leave the garbage can there <laughs> so that you can drop it on your dad's head and then get his keys. Because <laughs> that's why you couldn't find them. I guess it was me who stole my dad's keys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I am turning off my mummy. Uh, good idea. Yeah. Thank well, you hopefully guys. people had fun. I had fun. We don't have to synchronize turning off the movie. You just turn it off. Ooh, I'm gonna run out. I'm not watching it anymore. Once once the movie is over and it's oh, started, I, I go back to looking at your faces. I thought I heard you say "ready," and I was, that's so I was like, we don't have to synchronize that part. I didn't say that. It's like in huh? versus the volcano. Is there anything ritual sure I gotta I do? Did. No, just jump in. <laughs> uh, do we have any last thoughts? It's an awesome um, movie. If you've never watched The Mummy, watch The Fucking Mummy. Yeah. I, I hope this wasn't your first time watching The Mummy, because we talked over the whole thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch The Mummy without us, and then watch it again with us if you haven't seen The Mummy yet. And even see The Mummy Returns. It's fun. Apart from the CGI Scorpion King. Yeah, no, the movie's fine. I was just always offended by the CGI Scorpion King. It's very bad. It's done. like, you, you might as well have saved your money on getting The Rock to be in it. Right. Oh, no, I guess I guess he is in it he in is the beginning. In the beginning, they, yeah. The exposition as just a regular human, The Rock. But, yeah, uh, he, he's mostly, he's all the cold open. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, you okay. Know, they, so have, they have made something like seven Scorpion King movies. Oh, they've made a ridiculous amount of them. So, like, it's yeah. its own franchise now, basically? Oh, yeah. It, and it, it's, he's the he's only in The Mummy Returns. Um. Oh, so the all of the other Scorpion King movies do not include him? They do not. And no. if I remember correctly, they're all, like prequels or happen at the same time it's yeah it it's something Ah, interesting yeah none of them are good spoilers that's okay i i wasn't gonna go see them i want to look up how many there are 
God, there's so many. So not counting the mummy return, there's one, two, three, four, five, and then they did a reboot of the Scorpion King. Wait. What? Never mind. What? That's fine. I don't need to know. I'm not going to see them. Oh, man. Scorpion King 4 Quest for Power is... I haven't seen it, but I can already tell by looking at it. A, it looks very Roman. And no disrespect to Lou Ferrigno, but he can't carry a movie. Oh, no. No. I got mad respect for his place in pop culture, but... um, Uh, I... I don't. I, I had that conversation with a, a coworker today where it's like, he's kind of a jerk. Oh, see, Is I don't he? know any of that about him. I just know him from TV. So, um, yeah, he's, yeah. He's kind oh, of well, shit. I kind of want to watch Scorpion King 3. It's got Billy Zane and Ron Perlman. Huh. So, yeah, let's. Maybe I'll look that up one night. All right. I got nothing else going on. Oh, Dave Bautista's in it, too. Oh, wow. Okay. And Tamora Morrison. I think that's the second oh, one. Got, they got mad. No, the Scorpion King 3, Battle for Redemption. Oh, shit. Unless Google that sounds like a fucking me. party. That does. Yeah. That, that right. also sounds like a, a key movie in... A very, very nerdy game of six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, it also weirdly has Kimbo Slice in it for some reason. Hell yeah. Who weird? Kimbo Slice. He was a he was an MMA fighter. Oh, that's why I don't know who that is. Well, he did, and then he did pro wrestling for a little while too. Yeah. If I remember correctly, he hurt a lot of people in pro wrestling because he wasn't actually good at it. And you actually have to be incredibly athletic to not hurt people in pro wrestling. Oh, that's not good. Well, I think we can we can end this commentary on a Kimbo Slice reference. <laughs> I think we're done here. That sounds fun. All right. Uh, well, we'll see you all in a week for another movie that sounds we're not good. telling you now, but we would have already told you on the show. So, unless this is the last one, and we've already done all three. Yeah. What cable? No. Ah. Uh, what? Ah. Uh, oh, crank caller. Crank caller. <laughs>